Queen's Gambit Growth Capital, a SPAC on the hunt for some disruptive technology, found its partner in Swivel, SWVL. The CEO and co-founder joins us, Mostafa Kandil from the NASDAQ in New York City. Mostafa, thanks a lot for being here. Congratulations on the debut. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Oliver, for hosting me. Quite an honor. Absolutely. So introduce yourself first. Uh, from what I understand, your business is a transportation, some uh, ride hailing as well, but different types of getting around and with an international focus. Absolutely. So I'm Mustafa. I'm the CEO of Swivel. And Swivel basically, in emerging markets and across the world, public transportation in most of the countries and most of the mega cities around the world is extremely broken. Buses don't run a schedule. They barely exist in most of the mega cities around the world, especially in emerging markets. Women get harassed going to work, almost 90% harassment rates across some of the mega cities around the world. Wow. Uh, and at the same time, it's, it's quite scary, actually. And your only other option is taking on-demand transportation, the likes of Uber, Lyft, etc., and the, the equivalents across the world. Uh, but you could be a doctor in a city like Cairo, for example, and make $500 a month. So can you really spend $20 a day taking an Uber and going back every day basically to go to work? Most likely you cannot, right? So what we found is that there's very large fleets of very high quality buses that work privately in these markets, that work with tour companies, corporates, schools, you name it. And they're extremely inefficient. They would work only twice a day. They would work uh, very seasonally six, eight months a year. And for the rest of the year, for the rest of the day, they'll be sitting around empty, not doing much. So what we wanted to do is basically build our own parallel mass transit system. Take, take these buses and minivans that are underutilized from the private sector and use it to create a parallel mass transit network that can deliver an affordability, so almost 80% cheaper than taking an Uber. Reliability mm -hmm. comes on time every time. You always have a seat. And safety, where you're guaranteed that you have your own seat and you're not going to get harassed, basically, if you're a woman commuting every day to work or to school. Uh, we started five years ago, uh, basically from idea to IPOing today, our debut on NASDAQ. We've done close to 90 million rides over the past five years. We operate in 20 countries in 100 plus cities across across the entire world, from LATAM to Middle East to Africa to Europe. Uh, 90 million rides, and uh, where did most of those come from uh, regionally? And are there any regions uh, that uh, have been growing in particular for you as of late? Yes. So we started in North Africa. Uh, we started out of Egypt, uh, and then we moved our uh, headquarters to Dubai. Uh, so our business, uh, a lot of it is still in the Middle East, but very rapidly growing across Europe, across LATAM. Most recently, just in the past month and a half, we've launched Argentina, we've launched Chile. Over the next few months, we're launching many more, many more countries across both Europe and uh, Latin America. We've completed just over the past uh, four or five months, uh, almost three acquisitions across these geographies that are helping us accelerate our footprint quite significantly. Uh, we're expecting very, very soon to be announcing more acquisitions of that type that can accelerate our footprint, our global footprint. Mm. And so these vehicles that you're using, Mustafa, uh, as you mentioned, they're either uh, unused or uh, uh, either buses, vans. We're looking at some of the B-roll here now. And uh, how does the economics work out? Can you give us an example of kind of how the money flows when you have a full, let's say you've got a full one of these vans, uh, there's eight, 10 people in it or whatever. Um, how does that work for your profitability? And uh, are you profitable at this point? How, how does that look eventually? What's the ideal uh, economic kind of uh, unit case here for a, a full van of, uh, of riders? Absolutely, so great question. The problem generally with and why we face a huge product market fit, both on the supply and demand sides, 
but more important on the supply side, is that these vehicles were inherently very inefficient, right? A school bus would work twice a day. We'll take the kids to school in the morning, we'll bring them back in the afternoon, and for the rest of the day, we'll sit around empty, kind of not do much. If you work with a tour company, it's probably you're going to work six to eight months a year, right? And that means that the cost of financing of the vehicle, you have to basically split over very few number of rides per day, per year, that, to be able to make money on top of uh, the vehicle cost, basically, and the incremental cost of fuel and maintenance and salary, et cetera, et cetera. So by being able to utilize this vehicle that was previously basically very underutilized, working only twice a day, using it in, across intra-city transport, intercity transport, across B2B contracts with the likes of Amazon, for example, so on and so forth, you're effectively increasing the utilization of this asset, significantly increasing the utilization of that vehicle, and while basically, and hence increasing the aggregate earnings of that vehicle. While you increase the aggregate earnings of that vehicle, it's actually not proportional, right? The more you're able to increase the rights per driver, per vehicle, mm -hmm. the less you need to pay on a per, per, per seat level, because almost this comes at no opportunity cost. It's pure kind of bottom line gains for the vehicle owner. The less you need to pay on a cost per seat basis, the less you can charge the consumer, and the more the total addressable market you can get to. Mm. So we break even at around 40-50% utilization of the vehicle, which allows us basically to get to almost 30-40% kind of gross margin levels, uh, which is very, very healthy, basically. We operate most of the markets at a break-even kind of net margin profitability, so pre-OPEX kind of profitability. Uh, and we kind of invest our resources primarily in scaling up our technology. So we have around 400 engineers, operation research, mathematicians, data scientists, who are consolving these extremely complex problems of building a mass transit network. Well, Staff, I'm looking forward to uh, tracking along with the business now and having uh, this conversation again in the future. We gotta leave it there for now, but uh, in particular, it seems like uh, the use of the underutilized uh, vehicles uh, puts you in a particularly unique spot that's very different from our own ride hailing here and the, the, the problems that these businesses are trying to figure out with the driver situation and how to pay and uh, whether or not we need autonomous vehicles. Sounds like you're able to find uh, some infrastructure that uh, can be uh, used to your advantage. So uh, very exciting. Uh, congrats and thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Oliver. Great Absolutely. Great to be with you. Thank for you so sure. Much. Looking forward to more. Uh, Mustafa Kandil, CEO and co-founder at Swivel. SWVL will be the ticker. GMBT is the SPAC deal that uh, was announced today.